0: You all have heard the reading of the scripture. And uh, my friends, I I want to remind you today that we are in a unique position as children of God. You see, our innocence or our guilt lies within something called the grace of God. I hope you're hearing me out there. That is to say that if we are innocent, of sin, God has already exonerated, meaning he's already found us credible, already honest, and and not tied to what looks like unholiness in his sight. Amen. That's a wonderful thing. And if we look at the flip side of that coin, we can say that if we are guilty of wretched sin, because God hates sin, then the grace of God, can exonerate us and set us free Thank you. free us from our of our guilt because we are guilty of committing sin yes we are yes we are jesus christ came as the word made flesh so that we can receive freedom from judgment and get our charges of guilt dismissed that is to have the ability to have eternal life with the holiest of holies, God, our God, with, with our dirty records being wiped and clean. That's such a good thing. Considering this, think about how we have dealt with the courts and our justice system. And we all know how it's set up, especially in criminal matters. It is based on whether we are guilty or innocent. Many times, as you all know in our system, that is supposed to be an innocent until proven guilty Mm. system. It is many times the other way around where it looks like you're guilty until you are proven innocent or vice versa, whichever way it tends to go. It's it's often, often, the opposite of what we really wanted to be. are supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. But then a lot of times we are proven guilty before we can get proven innocent. I hope I'm right about it. I hope I got that all straightened out because it kind of gets to you when you think about it long enough. In our spiritual aims, being guilty has been an extremely hard issue for us. Some years ago though, there was a gospel group called the O'Neill Twins. They surmised that why being guilty of sin is such a hard thing. In their song, and they wrote, and the crux of their song, the message was like our series title, that we have burdens and we have guilt issues and are guilty because of them. But these problems have a remedy from God. I hope somebody heard us that, yes, Jesus, God is able to rescue us from our guilt and our shame. That is, they said, I was guilty. I was guilty of all the charges, doomed and disgraced. But Jesus and his special love saved me by his grace. He pleaded and he pleaded and he pleaded my case, but I'm so glad that Jesus dropped the charges. Now I am saved through grace and faith. And as we consider the latest installment of this series, which is Burdens, Our Problems and God's Remedies. Burdens, colon, our problems. God's Remedies, and this is the third installment, we'd like to talk to you from the topic from Guilty, I Stand Accused." You know, some of y'all know back in the day, Isaac Hayes used to sing that song, Guilty, and said, I stand accused. Well, you know, uh, I like using uh, secular messages to make spiritual uh, conversation and, and to do spiritual uh, concentration. And so therefore, we want you to use that over either case of guilty, because we all are guilty and we all stand accused. We stand accused of many sins as human beings. Some are very simple and others are very complex. You see, uh, discouragement and shame, for instance, are two areas that the uh, Many people talk about, it, including our good friend uh, Dr. Charles Stan, who says, Believers' problems uh, with guilty feelings, which is another level of guilt. We, they have problems with level, various levels of guilt. He says that this leads us to feelings of unworthiness to be God's child. As such, our guilty feelings weigh us down, they sap our energy, they decrease our hope and helps us to draw away yeah. from God. God. Stanley also says that not only do we stand accused, but we also have to deal with our guilt as an emotional response to our wrongdoing, which is our sin. This emotional response uh, cries, provides guilty feelings because of legalism. Y'all may not know, but uh, there is a form of religion out there that holds people to man-made rules in the church. I hope somebody heard me. That is what is called legalism. And then we have perfectionism as another, for he says, it is a burden that we place upon ourselves. And because if we don't perform up to, to snuff and to our self-made standards, then we feel like we are failures and we can't or we won't forgive ourselves. Perfectionism. Finally, Stanley says that we also get false guilt feelings from trying to please other people. Oh, my God. Now I hope somebody has heard us right now because some folks get too tangled up because they have to uh, try to please other people. Because of the demands from home and work and school and church or virtually anywhere, he suggests that we assume what he calls false guilt when we can't measure up. But let me tell you something, the remedy is that we simply need to please God and not man. I don't know where you stand, but let me raise my hand. I'm not trying to please any people more than I'm trying to please God. When I was working, I tried to make sure that I had a good report and I made sure that I tried to to get the raises that were necessary. I did those things that man required. But the things of God, when they took center stage, And so I tried to make sure that I had pleased God more than man. In fact, when you're working, your work ethic ought to be towards pleasing God such that God will give the promotion because that's where promotion comes from. I hope that's a word for somebody out there. But let me tell you, we all stand accused Mm -hmm. in various ways that we are guilty, guilty, guilty of the charges. <laughs>
1: well, Pastor Keith, as we continue to look at this whole issue concerning guilt and whether our guilt is were earned or if it's something that's imagined, we do know that it is something that plagues us as followers of Christ. And so as we look at the scripture today that I read for your hearing, it's not always the uh, a, a, a way that people will approach this text. Uh, but but as we were looking at it and studying through it, we could see where some issues of guilt, uh, I'm sure, shows up here in the people who were in this situation. Uh, you see, we have what we call a triangle of guilt uh, between Sister Sarah, the, the servant Hagar, and uh Brother Abram, you see, Sarah, she really was uh, the person who was instigating the situation. And so we say to you that Sarah probably had the most guilt uh, in, in the situation, wouldn't you say? She had more guilt on her plate, perhaps, than the others. But can we give you a definition of what guilt really is? Because it's defined as feelings of deserving blame, or imagine, or for imagined offenses, or from a sense of inadequacy, mm-hmm. guilt is a self-conscious emotion that involves. Re- upon oneself. And so if we take this uh, definition and we take a look at Sarah in the story, we will see that she probably had some reasons why she would have felt guilty. The first thing is she was barren. Now, Now she already told Abram that her barrenness was because the Lord had kept her from conceiving. Amen somebody. But in her where the birth of children was expected and celebrated, then she had to have felt some kind of guilt and some kind of shame because she was a married woman without any children. So this could have been where her sense of inadequacy shows up. And sometimes when we feel inadequate on one side, we will place blame on someone else on another side, I know you all have seen this being played out in your own own lives. The second thing she probably should have felt guilty about is that it was her plot and her Plan to use her handmaiden to have a baby with her husband. Well, 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 many of us will look at the text and we will say, What could she have been thinking? What was wrong with her? But, 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 we don't always see it as maybe her plot and her plan. Caused her next actions of guilt to show up because she had that time to self. On what she had done. The third thing that I believe that she may have felt guilty about, or perhaps should have felt guilty about, is after um, after uh, Hagar became uh, pregnant. The Bible tells us um, that Samurai did treat her harshly. If you look down um, at, at verse uh, number five, I believe she 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 kept. To, I'm sorry, verse number six. She treated Hagar so badly that Hagar ran away. Now you all know that it must have been bad when she had to leave where she was living and working. Can I tell you that 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 Sarah must have had a guilty conscience because of the way she treated her servant. Remember I said that guilt can be a result of Self-reflection, and when Sarah reflected on her actions, uh, she took it out on Hagar. Yes. Oh, oh, oh! You know, it makes me think of you know what. All of this makes me think of is this is a setup. In the biblical story, it reminds me of some of our modern-day Housewives series. Can I get an amen, somebody? If you've ever watched any of them, whether they are the Housewives of Atlanta, the Potomac, uh, uh, Los Angeles, or New York, there's always a level of drama that doesn't have to be a part of their lives. People create stuff to stir up stuff so that the Now, there's always something going on, Pastor Keith, that makes life more difficult than it has to be. Yeah. Can I get a witness in the house this morning? You see, you see, we see that Sarah came up with the plot and the plan. Some of you may call it she had a bright idea and Abram heeded her bright idea. Now we can stop right there if we want to and we can lay some blame and responsibility upon the man of the house because he. we know that he should have objected to the plan that would put him in the arms of another woman. But we see in the text that he did not. And Hagar, who was the servant, Hagar, who was the handmaiden, was trapped in the middle of it all because she had no rights as a servant, not even as to her own body. Thus she had to submit to Abram at Sarai's. And the result was what we know is that Ishmael was on the way. Oh, I hope I'm helping somebody to understand the story this morning from this, from the perspective of, of not being guilty. You see, you see, you see, here we see the problem with guilt being played out right away. Sarah should be one of those who said and uttered the word, I accused, but it's not our aim this morning my brothers and sisters to place Sarah on the court stand today. We, we are not here to badger the witness or to place her in the arms of the cross examiner yeah. because the Lord has already settled her case. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad about that this morning. Rather what we come to do for you is to examine how guilt has an effect on us uh, and it can weigh us uh, and place us in a psychological bondage uh, which can have physical implications. Oh, can I tell you that when you get to a place of severe guilt, when it really plagues you, it can be one of those things that can help you lose your appetite. And I don't suggest that as a way to to lose weight. But I do say that it is one of those things that can suppress your ability or your desire to eat because you feel kind of bad. It's one those things that can physically keep you up at night because your sleep just won't come all you think about is how guilty you are oh come on church i know there's somebody under the sound of my voice who has been in that situation they've done something they said something that caused them to feel guilty and they can ch- and they lay in their beds at night without any sleep because it keeps coming back around. Well, I came to tell you just a couple of things and then we'll move on out of your way. The first thing that we got to deal with when we look at this situation of guilt uh, being one of our problems and one of our burdens in our human conditions is that there is a problem of mixed emotions. That's our first point. There's a problem of mixed emotions. Uh, You see, we understand, we understand uh, uh, that that guilt is unique. It's unique. uh, 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 It's not just a feeling of being sad. It's not just a feeling of being upset. Uh, Although I'm sure that uh, that Sarah felt both of these emotions. The text doesn't uh, spell it out clearly, but but sometimes you have to look beyond and behind the text and and figure out just where some of these things are coming from. Uh, Although I'm sure, I'm sure she felt those emotions. uh, The issue with guilt is that it combines uh, feelings. uh, And those feelings can be feelings of shame. Those Feelings are anxiety driven. Those feelings can. Get- about frustration and humiliation. And when you put together shame and anxiety and frustration and humiliation, it, you can't come out with something that's going to make you look pretty. You can't come out with something that's going to make you act pretty. Yeah. You're going to come out with something that's going to look like that something is eating at you and something is really vexing your very spirit. You see, guilt is one of those things that can share a lot of symptoms with depression. Oh, you all know we talk about depression because depression is something that we see a lot in our nation right about now. Even pre-pandemic, people were being treated for depression by the handfuls, by the truckfuls. They really, really had a problem with being depressed. But I can can tell you uh, that uh, when when the, the more guilt we feel the more depressed we can become and so then we have these mixed emotions that are all jumbled up in our head that we don't always know how to sort through and how to sort out so that we can overcome them and all these feelings my brothers and sisters they can build up over time oh yes they can especially when we hold on to the burden and we believe that we are at fault and we are at fault a lot of the times, but then there's some situations where we have carried on some guilt that were not ours to care, that was not ours to bear, but we did it anyway, because sometimes even the situation or the incident really wasn't our fault, maybe somebody uh, perpetrated uh, 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 somebody did something to you as a child, and you carry that guilt, and nobody ever told you it wasn't yours to bear, but you carried it anyhow, and so you can really spiral down and down and down into a state of mixed emotions that will keep you from acting right, that will keep you from being right, that will keep you from serving right, because you don't feel like you're worthy to do anything to do anything. Guilt, 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 guilt can have a major impact on your self-worth and your self-esteem. We got a lot of people now that have issues with their self-esteem. They don't feel like they're worth anything. Or especially in our female gender. Somebody has heard it over the years that they really aren't worth anything, that they will never amount to anything. And so they carry that Message. They play that tape over and over and over again until now they believe it and it has affected their own self worth and their own self esteem. I can only imagine. How low that Sarah must have felt as she walked in her community uh, and she could see other women who were giving birth to strong, uh, healthy offspring, uh, especially male children uh, who were highly valued in that culture. But she just would sit in her tent uh, hearing the other voices, uh, the voices in her head uh, that made her feel less than uh, those who were in her Company, uh, have you ever sat around uh, and looked around to see what was happening uh, and felt like you didn't measure up uh, because you didn't have uh, what others seem to have? Uh, or oh, I'm talking to somebody this morning. Uh, what I want to say to you all this morning uh, is we can look at this text um, and we can say uh, 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 that, that Sarah really, really brought a lot of stuff on herself, but uh, I want us to stand here for a minute and dig a little deeper because I don't know that we really understand the deep pain that Sarah felt of because she was unable to give Abraham a child and they were approaching their old age. You all know what it feels like when you think time is running out on you and God has not delivered what he said he would do. Sometimes you help him to get to the root of the issue. Uh, Help him to do uh, uh, what really, what only he can do. Uh, We got to come to an understanding, my brothers and sisters, that there's some things that we're not going to rough God on. Uh, He's going to take his time uh, and it's going to come when he is good uh, and ready. Uh, Well, 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 let me just tell you all what was my first point I told you all. Anybody remember that the problem, the problem we have is a problem of mixed emotions. uh, and Those mixed emotions can really take us down a road that we really really don't need to go to. My second point is this I need you all to understand is that is that guilt <laughs> ah yeah yeah guilt can be a burden and guilt can be a blessing. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. What you talking about, lady preacher? Well, see, as our series has had us look at the burdens, we've really been looking at the burdens we carry through life that we don't often need to. Yes, yes, that has been our aim. That's been our goal. But but sometimes uh, well, we got to look at uh, some of the burdens uh, that we have that might just be a blessing. Hold on just a second, because I'm going to help you and hopefully you better understand what I'm talking about. Uh, you see, brothers and sisters, there are these producers of a, a show that many of you have seen, and they've made some decent statements. It's from the Christian Broadcasting Network or CBN. Uh, some of you all may be familiar with the 700 Club, and they will have various people speaking various things that uh, concern the spirit and the kingdom of God. But one of the things that they came out with is that we need to learn to listen to our guilt. Uh Uh-huh, we need to listen. Why, why, Pastor, why we got to listen to it? I thought we could just sweep it under the rug. I thought we could just shut the door on it, close the window down over it, and and, and just walk on and do what we do. Uh, Well, well, see, the Bible teaches us that we are created in the very image of our God um, and his glory. And see, the wonderful privilege uh, of bearing his image uh, also holds up the requirement uh, that we need to live. Live our lives in a way that lines up with the righteousness of Christ. and When we do something that conflicts with our sense of right and wrong, guilt can be an alert that is set off in our hearts that makes us stop and think about just what happened. Uh-huh. Has anybody ever been there? Have you ever had that feeling that rises up in you? You've been gossiping about your friend and talking about your co-worker and your boss. Have you ever had something to get you in a headset? Face, and all of a sudden you began to think, now that wasn't right. But oh, maybe I shouldn't have said it that way. Yeah. Oh, God, in other words, your actions, and when your words hit the air, you feel a sense of regret. Oh, my, my, my. Well, well, my friend, that was an internal moral compass. Tounding the alarm that you have sinned before the Lord. Pastor Keith has already said that God hates sin. In other words, oh, come on, come on, y'all. In other words, you have been accused in your spirit by the spirit that lies within you. Oh, yes. You see, the Holy Spirit that convicts you at that very moment to stop, to look, and to listen to your heart. Oh, God, as your sound listeners used to say, and listen to it and hear what it's saying. Oh, oh God, you see that, uh, First John 4 and 4 reminds us uh, that greater is he that is within me yeah. than he that is in the world. Yeah. The, the one in the world will tell you that you didn't cause any harm, uh, that it's all good, that, that it's all right. The One in the world will tell you, well, she deserved that and he deserved that. Maybe, just maybe your own. Sarah in the text believed what the enemy might have whispered in her ear. You see, that it's okay to push Abram to Hagar. It's okay that she treat Hagar like a stepchild after she was with child with her husband's seed. Oh, our advice to the house, my advice to the house is we cannot afford you simply ignore the guilt that rises up within us. But we gotta take time and examine its source. Yes. We gotta determine where it's coming from. My brothers and sisters, don't just see it totally as a burden because it just might
0: be a blessing. Yes. Ah, ah,
1: ah, 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 ah. Third thing, third thing. Third thing I'm going to tell you is what we've been telling you all along for the past uh, three weeks, and that is God does have a remedy. Oh, somebody say hallelujah to the lamb this morning because God does have a remedy. We understand that the Lord always, the Lord always has an answer for what ails us. Oh, yes, he does. And I'm glad about that this morning. That brings good cheer today, uh, hallelujah, because the Lord really does want us to live a life uh, that is free from the hindrances uh, and the obstacles uh, that we often lay in our own path. Uh, You see, sometimes we put down stuff in front of us uh, that keeps us from getting to where God would have us to go. It's not always somebody else's fault, uh, but we need to know that God had a plan uh, to free us from our guilt since no amount of human effort can erase all of our mistakes. No, we can't remove all of our own sin. Neither can we get rid of all of our transgressions. Pastor Keith, you already said that Jesus had to come to our rescue. Yeah. Let me put a pen right here before I go Recognize our guilt, we've got to acknowledge our guilt, and we've got to re- repent from it. and you uh, That Sarah messed up. Yeah. She stands accused, Dr. Keith. That every. We may still reach our eternal destination. Hallelujah. By the shedding of his blood on a hill called Golgotha. Hallelujah. You see, you see, the people thought, they thought that he was. Uh, a man that was full of sin. They thought that he was a common criminal. That's how they treated him. But he was sinless. <laughs> Woo! And he went on anyhow and bore our stuff. Oh, yes, he did. Including the guilt that we bear. My brothers and my sisters. Hallelujah to his name this morning. I thank God. Oh, I thank God. I thank God for what he's done to cover our stuff so we can get home. May God bless you and keep you. In Jesus' name, this is my prayer. Amen.